a new way to bring some Disney magic into your home, and we're having a conversation about originality and creativity. Welcome to Working Girl Talk. Welcome to Working Girl Talk. I'm your host, Abby Zufelt. I hope you're staying safe and sane during this social distancing time. We are a few weeks in now, and I hope that you're adjusting to things and have to admit I'm going a little stir crazy, but you know, all for a good cause. So hopefully we can just get through this together and that this will be just a brief moment. We can get through it soon. So let's dive into some headlines this week, going along with some of our uh, more recent episodes with everything going on. We're sticking to more positive headlines to bring some cheer and some information to you that you may not be hearing about. So let's start off with first story. Do you miss Disneyland like I do? (laughs) So bring a taste of Disneyland home because this past week, Disney released a recipe for their churros on their blog. So if you go to disneyparks.disney.go.com on the blog, they released a recipe for their churro recipe and it is for churro bites, but you know, churros are churros. So I am in. So now you can bring that Disney magic home with you and what a secret, amazing recipe. Those Disneyland churros are amazing. So hopefully you check it out and can make some churros. I should check and see if I have the ingredients because that's definitely something productive during quarantine times. Next story. Do you miss the sound of your office? So The Verge reported this week that a website made by Kids Creative Agency can take you back to that office environment. So if you go to this website, it's called imisstheoffice.eu, you'll see this modernistic office layout and you can hit a play button in the bottom left corner and it will play sounds that happen in an office setting. So there's little like snippets of conversation that you can't really make out what they're saying, a fan blowing, phones ringing, even people like smacking their lips, just like random sounds you hear in an office. It's kind of funny. I clicked it just to hear it and it was kind of funny. And I thought I turned it off, but I accidentally left it on. And then I was like working on my computer and I heard someone sneeze out of nowhere. And I was like, what? Because I was home alone. And it was that. So there's even some sneezes in there. So it's kind of funny and you can even pick out how many people you want in your office. So when I opened it, it had like four and I was like, how high up does, does this go? So I bumped it, I, I bumped it up to 10 people and all the noises were way louder and there was a lot going on. <laughs> so if you crave that office environment, that could be a good option for you. So go to imisstheoffice.eu and listen to some office sounds that you may be missing. Next story, TechCrunch reported that this week, Facebook is launching a new feature called Quiet Mode. So it will allow you to minimize distractions and notifications so you can mute all of the notifications for Facebook and you can set it for a specific time. So for this length of time, I don't want any Facebook notifications and then it'll go back to normal after that time limit's over. So they announced this in line with all the coronavirus stuff going on and the work from home stuff. So kind of in hopes to help people create boundaries so they're not just on social media all day so you won't get distracted with notifications. I actually don't even have my Facebook notifications turned on at all 
or my Instagram ones, I have to go into the app to see them, which that personally has been helpful for me. But this is a good option if you do want to have those notifications at certain times of the day. So look for that new quiet mode option. So those were our three headlines today. Now we're going to dive into today's topic. In a world full of content at every corner, do you ever feel like you're just like everyone else? Or how do you be unique when everyone is learning the same dance on TikTok? Come on. (laughs) I'm really excited to talk about this topic. It will definitely be a journey. I have a lot of thoughts on this, but there's really no perfect answer on how to be completely original. And the whole point of this is to help us just get comfortable with that and just kind of think about it a different way. So this is going to get a little deep, a little crazy but there's a lot of cool stuff out there just to kind of harness originality and that you don't actually have to be original, but you can be unique. So we'll, we'll get into it, but just brace yourself because we're going to go in a lot of different directions today. And this is a little bit different of an episode. So it's kind of a, just a more, more of an episode to kind of change your way of thinking and bring perspective. Were you ever a fan of the book Twilight? What about Taylor Swift? (laughs) If you would have brought those up when I was in junior high, I would have said, oh, you got that from me. I was the one that started that. I swear, and even sometimes to this day, not so much anymore, I swear my sister and I got everyone hooked on Twilight. And after we saw the teardrops on my guitar music video on CMT Top 20, I still remember, I was like, oh man, Taylor Swift's my favorite singer. And then everyone started loving Taylor Swift. So I thought I was so original. And honestly, back then it even bugged me if someone else became a Twilight aficionado or a Swifty because I was so original and everyone just had to copy me. And I know that's not true. Obviously, Taylor Swift was on CMT, so a lot of people liked her. I was not the one, the original Taylor Swift fan. So that's just an example. The idea of copying and originality is something I've always had a hard time with, whether it was being worried somebody thought I was trying to copy them if I liked a trend, like, oh, I'm not original if I get on a trend, or whether I was too afraid to do something because I thought somebody would copy me or other people would copy my idea and I would lose that originality. Now, I think the most common issue we face today is with this world full of content and ideas and easy access to those content and ideas that we think, oh, I'm so original. I have this great idea. Then you maybe search it online and you see other people doing what you want to do or your ideas already been done, or you see other people are doing stuff like yours and you think they're copying you. How do we really be original and unique? Is that even possible? We're getting into some deep stuff here. Stay with me. (laughs) If you've ever struggled with this concept, you need to read the book, How to Steal Like an Artist by Austin Kleon. I discovered this book at a museum gift shop and I sat there flipping through it for an hour about a year ago. He talks about it from the perspective of art and an artist, but I think design work ideas, social media, content, dance, any creative idea, thought, or desire you have is an art. And this book really helps you tap into that creativity and help you to find exactly what originality and creativity even is and what it can be. I believe originality and creativity are in these two different parts, the input, everything you take in, and the output, everything you're putting out. 
bam, that's you. That's what makes up your originality. And that's just my little working girl talk concept. But as this podcast suggests, I'm probably not the first one to think of this as in a two-part deal. So we're going to talk about this in two different parts, the input and the output. Stay with me here. What you take in. So every decision you've ever made has been influenced by something. You're inputting things all the time and you're constantly being influenced by things that you don't even realize. You know how they say you're the product of the people you spend the most time with? That's what I'm getting at here. So in this mindset, yes, you are not completely original because you are the people you hang out with, you are the things you consume, but the fact that you are a combination of these things, that you're just mini copies of all these things, this combination, that's what makes you original. <laughs> so like, let that, let that sink in for a moment. To display it further, you know that quote that goes something like, the things that make you different actually make you the same? Actually, no. The things that make you the same are the things that make you different. (laughs) Okay, do I need to stop for a sec? So all these things that you're unintentionally copying or stealing or being influenced by every day, all that whole combination of things is the thing that makes you original, that makes up your originality, your creativity, your ideas, everything you do. So in that, in the book I mentioned, Steal It, How to Steal Like an Artist, there's a section that states, every artist gets asked the question, where do you get your ideas? The honest artist answers, I steal them. First, you figure out what's worth stealing, then you move on to the next thing. As I said, in my opinion, this is happening subconsciously all the time. We're a combination of our experiences and our experiences are made up of our choices and our choices make up our experience. So it's like all a big circle, a combination of thing. We're influenced by everything. But when you're actually thinking of the creative process, I like what he says there because you can kind of pick and choose what your ultimate product and output is going to end up being. So this is where it's actually a good thing. We're influenced so much by everything around us. We can use it to our advantage. So if you surround yourself with great people who are better than you, intake amazing content, art that inspires you and educates you, stealing or getting inspired by the best of what's out there, And what speaks to you is how you can tap into and harness your own creative identity and brand. If you intentionally consume and intake things, you will become the unique combination of them. That combination is where we get the originality, your uniqueness, your creativity, your brand. Okay, so are you still with me here? (laughs) So let's talk about the second part, part two the output of all these these ideas, this content you're creating, what you're putting out there, your idea at work, your dance project, your social media post, your website. Really the answer is nothing is truly original as that book suggests, with how long the earth has existed and how many people have lived on it, there's nothing nothing new really going on as far as like ideas and art. But before you turn off this podcast and are thinking, who's this girl telling me I'm not original? Listen to this ec- excerpt from the book that I really like. Some people find this idea depressing, the idea that nothing's original, but it fills me with hope. As the French writer Andre Gide said, everything that needs to be said has already been said, but since no one was listening, everything must be said again. Bam, that's it. That's it right there. (laughs) To take this example even further, so let's break it down what Andre's saying. Let's talk about the spa. 
There are a lot of spas with the exact same products, the same everything, but you don't go to all of them. You go to your spa. Another example, there's a lot of podcasts out there. There are a lot of podcasts about career tips and working women, but you're listening to this one, a crazy episode about creativity. In fact, there's a lot of pizza places out there that serve the same thing, but you have a favorite. We're hearing the same things being said in different ways. In some ways, resonate with us more than others. And that's the ding, ding, ding moment where you have found your audience, the people that crave your originality and when you've harnessed your own. So taking your favorite parts of everything to make your own individualistic thing is unique and there are people waiting for that. So that's kind of where we fall into that working girl talk vibe of like creating content and what you're putting out there and like work ideas. So as strange as it is, it's such a great lesson in like personal branding too and like just ideas in general that yes, nothing's completely original, but this whole combination of things and experiences and things that you've technically stolen and maybe not have even realized makes up that unique product, makes up your unique ideas and brand. My thought is we are not original, but we are unique. You are you. If you are true to your experiences, you will find your audience that you are the original, the OG too. The big disclaimer here is to do exactly what he said. Follow that concept of combining a lot of different influences to make your own thing not plagiarizing something and passing it off as your own. Speak and create from your personal experiences. Speak and create from your personal experiences and combinations of influence. Don't steal someone's story that's not your own. There is a difference there. Now, it wouldn't be working girl talk without some specifics, so we're diving into some actionable tips and insights on harnessing originality. So we talked kind of like big picture, trying to blow our minds a little bit, but let's get into some specifics on harnessing originality, especially when it pertains to like you, your brand, and just how you feel and present yourself on social media, the workplace, all these different things. First, be aware that your personal uniqueness can change and does change. We grow up, our taste change, things we like changes. Who we were a year ago is not who we are now because you've had countless experiences and influences firing off at you for every day for a year. So you aren't the same person you were a year ago, which means you have different creative ideas and different ways to present yourself that are that can make you a, a different original, I guess, a different uniqueness than you were before. This is why brands develop over time and can have a rebrand. Next one, develop a brand voice. Be authentic to you. Let's use the social media example. If you like an idea or you have an idea about something, like for example, I did a post about remote work tips on the Working Girl Talk page a while back. I was not the first person to talk about remote work tips. Not at all. Tons of resources about it. A lot of people are talking about it right now. But I did it based on all the different experiences that I've learned and tips that I liked and things that have like I've culminated from that experience. So then it became my own, was my own thing. But I did not go and just copy 
and paste what Forbes said about it. So this is kind of like when you're talking about developing your brand voice, how do you say it? So you are the combination of what you consume, but that is your own unique voice. I'm not copying and pasting somebody else. That's where we get into that plagiarism territory, which is we don't want to do. So develop your brand voice. How do you want to talk? How do you want to be authentic to yourself and your experiences? So if you like an idea, change it, make it better, make it fit to you and give credit where you need to. It's totally great to give credit, especially if you do um, err more on the side of, oh, I kind of just like that idea and it really does resonate with me. I want to give them credit. There's nothing wrong by about saying you're inspired by this or you want to shout this person out for sparking an idea. Next one, once you've been inspired I say shut them all out for a while. So I almost picture your your brain is having two different switches. Switch on when you're in inspiration mode. This is when you're looking at Pinterest, your social media, or resources, education, like learning something new, like trying to get, like this is like that input mode, like getting ideas to kind of create your personal uh, individualistic like mission, identity, content, whatever it is. Once you get into create mode, switch that off focus on your company, your brand, your idea, and what you want it to be, what you want it to be. You can do this naturally when you're working on your own and you probably do, but I say this as just a small reminder to not get too caught up in what other people are doing. Because as I said, you already have all of this within you anyway, because you're constantly being influenced by things that you don't have to go and um, like seek out inspiration or ideas like you. A lot of the time you do have that in you and you can just speak from the heart, not to get a little cheesy there, but we did. <laughs> Next one, if you really want to protect your original work and what you consider original to you, trademark it. Get that trademark lawyer and trademark it, especially if it's something like a brand name or a really a specific piece of artwork or content that you, or a course that really is a culmination of your personal experiences. Get a trademark for it and figure out how to do that whole process. I have a recommendation, Taylor Tymon. She, you can find her on Instagram. She's a trademark lawyer and has so many good resources. Legal Mega is her brand and course. And so I recommend her if you need a trademark lawyer. Next one and last one, don't use originality as an excuse. Don't think you can't start something because it's too saturated or you're not original enough. If you have a passion for it, no one has your exact take and perspective because your story and is that combination of all these different influences put in a certain way in a certain timeline that that whole combination no one else has. So there will be a community out there that needs your perspective. Like when people are, oh, like I don't want to start a podcast. Everyone's already doing it. Like, like working girl talk. I, I had that thought of a lot of times before I started my podcast. And even sometimes it creeps in now where it's like, oh, like I can't start a podcast for women. There's already a lot of podcasts that focus on like working women, but it's like, you know what? No one has my take. So let's, let's do it. And no one's going to do it in my order and have my exact voice. So I say this as a invitation for you to not use that lack of originality or that lack of feeling like you're unique enough as a crutch because you are and it's not oversaturated and whatever you're thinking about is not oversaturated. In short, 
We've come a long way today. In short, you are unique because you are a combination of individual experiences and influences, and no one is made up of that same combination. That that is true. Yes, there are things that we're constantly stealing and being influenced by that we may not even know, but that whole picture and what it comes together as, nobody else is. Like I said, there's no perfect answer to this or to fully be original, not a, like there's not a perfect answer. But I think understanding and controlling what you're influenced by, harnessing what your own like originality, what your own brand is, is a really cool thing to think about. And I hope it kind of enlightens you to not hold yourself back from starting something new and not hold yourself back from junior high Abby that was so afraid of people copying her or, oh, I don't want to copy this person or oh, well, like you only like that because of me. (laughs) Uh, Rough, rough times. But don't be like that because we're all, like I think if you just understand that we're all taking bits and pieces of everything and making our own little individual puzzle that, it's kind of like, oh, cool. Like if you have a different perspective on that idea, cool, turn it around, mix it up and make it your own. I think that's really like the big picture there is if you are getting inspired or influenced by things is really making it your own. We don't want to be plagiarizing over here. I I went to journalism school and I'm anti-plagiarism. <laughs> so that being said, no one has done it the exact way you would do it and present it. So don't be afraid and don't feel like you are not original because you are unique. Okay. I hope your brain doesn't hurt too much from that. Like I said, check out the book, steal like an artist, and it will really help you own your originality and kind of grasp this, grasp this concept. As you probably noticed, I even had a little bit of trouble articulating it sometimes. And I've had a lot of time to think about this. So if this kind of was like, wait, what is she talking about? I suggest you read that book and just start thinking about it. And if you ever want to have a conversation about it, DM the working girl talk account, because I, think it's very fascinating. (laughs) So before you go, last but not least, Friday favorite. Friday favorite this week is John Krasinski's Some Good News. It's so fun. He does John Krasinski from The Office. He was Jim on The Office. He's Jack Ryan on Amazon Prime. Great actor, good stuff. Emily Blunt's husband. He has a little YouTube show now called Some Good News. He started just for these corona times. There's just a positive like a little 15 minute experience of happy news stories. And it is a great time. He had Steve Carell on the first one and the cast of Hamilton on the second one singing all these songs. So it's a great time, a great mood booster and a great way to just start off the day, the week, whatever, whenever you're listening to this podcast. So if anything resonated with you today, please rate, review, subscribe to the podcast, share it with a friend. And if any other past episodes have resonated with you, make sure to do the same. And don't forget to follow at Working Girl Talk on Instagram, Twitter, all the places. And with that, I will leave you have a great rest of your day. I will talk to you next week. 